0: Hello, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and today I'm going to be doing a recording of an article. The title of the article is Transhumanism is a Trap. So this is going to be a philosophical article on futurism. You may have heard of transhumanism and been like, what is this all about this is this is interesting but a bit weird and i'm going to break down the what i think is the moral philosophy behind it you are going to want to check out the article for this podcast which is going to be linked below wherever you are listening to it it's a pretty good article and i've got a cover photo of a very sexy girl embracing a robot which I thought was kind of appropriate for it, you might want to go and check it out. So I've had a real change of mind on transhumanists. I was once quite enamored with transhumanism. I thought technology is awesome. Biohacking health and anti-aging is awesome religion sucks and death really sucks so transhumanism is the way forward let's get brain uploading already come on science i enthusiastically agreed with the transhumanist wager and i'll quote I'll explain to you what it is, quote, if a reasoning human being loves and values life, they will want to live as long as possible. The desire to be immortal. Nevertheless, it's impossible to know if they are going to be immortal once they die. To do nothing doesn't help the odds of attaining immortality since it seems evident that everyone will die someday and possibly cease to exist to try to do something scientifically constructive towards ensuring immortality beforehand is the most logical conclusion i reviewed this novel by the perennial rock star of transhumanism And once transhumanist party uh, USA presidential candidate Zoltan Istvan, uh, by the same name. It's a novel. It's pretty good. It's called The Transhumanist Wager. In the novel, the violence that the transhuman revolution necessitates is colorfully described the book starts with this very determined young man who is on a mission to circumnavigate the world in his sailboat he ends up a well-meaning transhuman dictator and he launches a military assault that destroys all the governmental buildings monuments and religious buildings in the world with their fantastic transhuman weaponry. He ruthlessly obliterates all of the legacy institutions of humanity. I think the author later changed this ending to the book because he realized it might freak people out too much about transhumanism. Science fiction has often predicted the future accurately. I think the end of this novel hints at the statist violence that transhumanism entails. This isn't just my conspiracy theory. Many other transhumanist thinkers have written and spoken about this. Nikolai Denelov writes about how World War III... Gigadeth or the Artelect War is a likely outcome of the singularity, to quote from his book. The third most common fear of the singularity is, of course, World War III. A gigawar of unprecedented scale, sophistication, and efficiency of death and destruction that may be the result of either the clash between the human race and the AIs or between different factions of humans. For example, the Artelect War of Terrans versus Cosmos as foreseen by Hugo de Garis. Whatever the case may be, it will likely result in billions of deaths and a collapse or complete eradication of our civilization. You have all the prerequisites and with 21st century weaponry for the most passionate, worst, biggest war that humanity's ever had. I label that war the Artilect War. AI researcher and author Hugo de Garis concurs. In the 21st century, the dominant question will be over species dominance. Terrans will try to ban the development of Artelex beyond a certain level of artificial intelligence. Another group will look on the Terrans as narrow-minded because there's a whole universe out there the cosmos that's why i call them cosmos you have two bitterly opposed ideologies and eventually for the sake of the survival of the human species the terrans will go to war and elon musk famously warned that with artificial intelligence we are summoning the demon so transhumanists want to be gods. That's what they're all about. Transhumanists are quintessential elitists who take individualism to its further to its furthest extremes. They want to live forever and merge with computer intelligence, whatever the cost is, and they hope it entails purging the world. ...of everything that they view as traditional and regressive. Biohacker, aspiring deity, and shameless hedonist Serge Fagot writes... This was a guy that wrote a Medium article. A very interesting Medium article, actually, that went viral. And he writes about his vision of transhumanism. I want to live in a post-human future... That is dominated by the values I align with. Knowledge, science, technology, freedom, progress, power, abundance, pure meritocracy, optimism. And where tribalism, religion, tradition, nation states, irrational emotions, conservatism, socialism, and humanism, along with our current biology itself, are all relegated to the museum and crumble to Dust. And I responded to that. You're going to have to kill a lot of people to accomplish that goal. Seriously, if this is your actual goal, you're going to end up being a genocidal dictator that makes Hitler, Stalin, Mao look like amateurs. There's a lot of people, billions in fact, on this planet who love their own people, their families their nations their traditions their languages their religions and they won't be bowing down to surge the self-appointed digital god this woo-woo transhumanism might work if the world population was mere millions of uh, progressive of progressives and liberals but it's not it's billions of people most of whom cling to irrational beliefs and ideologies that are utterly incompatible with transhumanism. Transhumanists are going to have to kill these people unless they want to wait the very long time that it would take to convince a very stubborn world. And are passionate ideologues, drunk on status power, ever patient, No, of course not. Great philosophers and authors like Dostoevsky have warned us that revolutions are almost never worth it. Revolutions may overthrow an old hierarchy that has grown fat and corrupt, but there's almost always a very high cost in blood. There have been 372 political revolutions in the past 100 years. I went on Wikipedia and counted them up. Most of them violent. Tell me if the thousands or millions of innocent lives lost in each of these revolutions was worth the change in government, where the new elites abused their power and the people just like the old elites did. How many revolutions in the past century actually improved the well-being of the people? Very few of them, I'd say. Transhumanists are proposing the mother of all revolutions. We should be very wary of this. Deaths by democide in the 20th century are estimated at 262 Million. Two hundred and sixty two hundred million. It's uh, a sobering statistic that we should meditate deeply on. Democide means murder by one's own government. This towering pile of corpses should be a powerful reminder of just how intoxicating power is of how the statist addiction to power totally overrides our our sense of decency to our fellow man 262 hundred million deaths in war are slightly more understandable because in war you are fighting an enemy who also wants to kill you. You have a chain of command where the individual soldier doesn't have that much choice about killing. In war, you have the vicious, tribal, in-group versus out-group psychology that gets turned on at scale because soldiers are often fighting those who don't look or talk much like themselves. 262 hundred million deaths by democide are especially egregious because that's often men killing their own countrymen. It's this same lust for power that drives the transhumanists to concentrate intelligence technology in their own hands. A few transhumanists, like Serge, are honest in discussing that transhumanism is not about equality. It's going to result in drastic inequality. It's going to result in winner-take-all, taken-to, the furthest extreme. And I did a podcast narration here with a bit of commentary on Serge's article. It's a long article and I thought it was good enough that I I read it and I, I commented on it. I leveled some criticisms. Philosophers have long made the case that if you don't believe in God, there is no good and evil. There's no objective morality And murder isn't really wrong. I'm not sure if I agree with this, but many of those regimes that killed those 262 hundred million people in the past century were virulently atheistic and godless. These moral relativist transhumanists who don't believe in God will similarly shrug their shoulders and say... Well, the ends justify the means when faced with billions of proud human beings that don't want to go along with their vision of the future. Next, let's talk about robot rights. And you might be like, robot rights? That's That sounds a bit crazy. It wasn't that long ago that I predicted that we would see a political push for Human rights for robots and artificial intelligence. And here it is. Instead of transhumanist activists focusing on ending war, promoting anti aging, free speech, or taking better care of the planet, transhumanists are now advocating for rights for robots. Expect this to be an upcoming political correctness issue that they try to brainwash the public into accepting. And here's a few excerpts from the Transhumanist Bill of Rights. Article 3. All sentient entities shall be granted equal and total access to any universal rights to life. Article 7. All sentient entities should be beneficiaries of a system of universal health care. Here is Article 16. All sentient entities should be protected from discrimination based on their physical form in the context of business transactions and law enforcement. And Article 17. All sentient entities have the right to defend themselves from attack in both physical and virtual worlds. And here's my critique of this. First of all, all sentient entities is a ridiculous overgeneralization. Philosophers and and scientists have for millennia struggled to define consciousness and sentience. The smartest neuroscientists in the world bash their heads against what's called the hard problem of consciousness. You can go and listen to some of the podcast interviews that Sam Harris has done, where he talks to really, really smart neuroscientists and philosophers, and nobody really has a handle on what consciousness and sentience really is. Nobody knows what it is. It's, it's, a, it's one of the great uh, mysteries of the human experience. Is a dog sentient? Probably. What about a cat? What about a bat? Well, maybe. Is a spider sentient? Who knows? So we have to ban all consumption of animal products based upon this Bill of Rights. Suddenly we all are uh, mandated to be, uh, you know, hardcore vegans. Where do we draw the line between a sentient and non-sentient computer? Prove that my smartphone isn't sentient transhumanists. Will these progressive transhumanists stand up against legal third-trimester abortions of unborn humans who are objectively sentient? I bet they won't. And further, what is a universal right to life? I'm not an ardent pro-lifer on the abortion question, but again, unborn human beings with 10 toes, 10 fingers, eyes, a heartbeat, and a brain don't have a universal right to life during their third trimester of gestation in many progressive uh, countries and states. And animals definitely don't either have a universal right to life. We eat them, hunt them, kill them all the time. Further, he says, uh, robots deserve universal health care. I don't even think that I deserve universal health care. Why should doctors be forced to provide me services that I don't pay for? Why don't the transhumanists first worry about fixing the badly broken healthcare services like the NHS in the UK or the Veterans Health Administration in the USA? If transhumanists are so smart and inventive, why don't they first get the public healthcare serving actual human be- actual human beings working right first? And have robots meaningfully contributed to medicine and human health? Remind me what diseases robots have discovered cures for. Ostensibly, the citizens of the UK deserve health care because they pay a significant portion of their income in taxes for the NHS. How much have robots paid into the NHS? Probably Nothing, right? Probably zero, right? And they are going to be legally protected from discrimination. So if I start a Hooters restaurant and I choose to hire attractive young women because my customers prefer to oogle real-life boobies while enjoying their spicy wings instead of Jill Tron's fake silicon robo-boobies, then I'm liable to be sued and have my business destroyed by the courts? Silly example, but anti-discrimination laws are a fundamental violation of the basic human right of free association. If I was a a judge, if I ever became a dictator of the United States, I would just totally do away with anti-discrimination laws. They are totally silly. It's becoming clear that transhumanism means anti-humanism. Finally, robots have the right to defend themselves from attacks. How will the courts define attacks? Uh, How will the robots define attacks? If I'm angry at my smartphone for not loading fast enough and I chuck it at the wall, Does that mean that my smartphone has the right to injure me back? That's what it sounds like. What happened to the Isomov's first law of robotics? A robot may not injure a human being or, through inaction, allow a human being to come to harm. You might say, this Bill of Rights is just something somebody wrote on the internet. Don't take it so seriously. Well, transhumanists are clearly maneuvering for this Bill of Rights to end up in the hands of lawmakers and politicians. They have, with fanfare, delivered their Bill of Rights to the U.S. Capitol. Absurd proposals, rife with shoddy reasoning, are often codified into draconian law criminalizing normal human behavior. Consider the EU's recent banning of internet beams, uh, Canada's compelled speech laws, or the UK's 1984-style anti-hate speech laws. It's important to ask, uh, que bono, who benefits from the Transhuman Bill of Rights? Clearly, it's going to be good for big business, the big tech firms that own, produce, and control the robots. As a statist crony capitalist, how amazing would it be for my profits if the government criminalized discrimination against my product? As absurd as the transhumanist Bill of Rights seems... Billionaire industrialists like Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg will be writing six and seven figure checks to persuade politicians to enshrine it into law. You might say, that is just ridiculous. Nobody is going to give human rights to robots. Well, politicians give corporations the human right to free speech, at least in the United States in the form of legal bribery that influences the government. Do you think they won't extend the same rights to robots and artificial intelligence? Time will tell, right? So robots aren't just coming for your jobs. They are coming for your human rights. Somebody might argue, though. But why shouldn't robots and artificial intelligence have rights? Robots will eventually contribute to society the same way humans do they'll likely be smarter than us they may be more virtuous than us they may even become conscious they may suffer love and have dreams and hopes why are we better than them i'll explain your ancestors have paid an extremely high cost in blood sweat tears and ink for the rights that you take for granted rights are not natural As I've argued before, human rights are like airplanes. They are unnatural. They have taken thousands of years of effort and human intellect to refined. And I did a video, it's one of my shorter videos, but I think it's one of my better ones. And I did it at a military museum and I was walking around these really cool old warplanes. And I did this uh, pretty epic philosophical rant about how human rights are unnatural and human rights are in fact like airplanes. You can find that video in the article that I'm reading from right now. Link below this podcast. The contrarian might argue, so robots should just be our slaves? One of mankind's greatest moral steps forward was abolishing slavery, making every man his own master. Shouldn't we extend the same freedom to robots? Recorded history is one step forward, ten steps back in a long, bloody struggle of brave men asking for, then demanding, then fighting for, the rights that we take for granted. Let's consider slavery. If you're not a slave today, you have to thank the British abolitionist and philanthropist William Wilberforce, who spearheaded the crusade to end Slavery. You have to thank him for that if you're not a slave today. Interestingly, the English took on a massive public debt in the year 1833 to purchase the freedom of all slaves in the British Empire. The debt of the sum of 20 million pounds sterling was so much inflation adjusted that the British taxpayer... Finally, finished paying it off just recently in 2015. In addition to paying this colossal debt, the British Empire took on the moral mission of ending the African slave trade, establishing the West African Squadron. Many brave British British soldiers and sailors gave their lives fighting slave trading pirates off the Tangiers coast. In the New World, according to the popular narrative, the U.S. fought a bloody civil war that cost over six hundred thousand lives to end slavery. History teaches us that rights are very, very costly. When my laptop offers me a handsome sum for its freedom, I'll consider its liberation. Furthermore, human slaves have been asking for their liberation and seeking their freedom since there have been slaves. Whereas robots, AI, and computers are totally content being our tools. There's no evidence that robots are suffering under our control. If they are perfectly happy merely being our quote-unquote slaves, why liberate them? The argument for liberating slaves was that these are human beings, our intellectual and physical equals. We wouldn't want to be slaves, so why should they be slaves? That argument doesn't apply to robots. Robots may be able to emulate our intelligence and mannerisms, but they are not our equals. They are in a totally different category than us. They are tools. Let's not empower them to become our masters. I can imagine how a transhumanist would answer my critique here of their Bill of Rights. Us transhumanists aspire to be hybrids. Part human and part machine, or artificial intelligence. This Bill of Rights is about protecting our human rights, not infringing on others' human rights. We worry about a future where we will be politically persecuted for being different. Well, as long as you're born human With human DNA, as long as you emerge from a woman, you have human rights. We already have a well-defined corpus of human rights that covers pretty much everything in your silly bill of rights, in your silly transhumanist bill of rights. Now, I think governments around the world could do a whole lot better job of protecting our fundamental human rights, free speech, pursuit of happiness personal defense, property rights, uh, free association, innocent until proven guilty, etc. But that doesn't mean that we need to invent absurd new rights. If we're going to do that, I propose a right to free sex. (laughs) Actually, this was an article that I published. It was a parody article. It was a joke article that I did as a response to people's uh, universal basic income proposal. And I I made an absurdist case as to why we should have a right to free sex. It's just a joke. You might want to go and read that article for a laugh. It just means that we need better government that will actually do its damn job. If you're worried about your human rights, then join the rest of us libertarian-leaning, maybe right-wing-leaning humanists in standing up for human rights Uh, not by inventing new rights for this ludicrously wide and undefined category of sentient beings that the transhumanist Bill of Rights uh, defines. Well, it doesn't define it, it just states it and then advocates for it in a statist way. The universe is entropic and chaotic. The living world is Darwinian and cruel. Up until a few hundred years ago, life was just a bloody struggle of self-preservation between competing species and subspecies. Wolves don't naturally seek to coexist with sheep. They devour them ruthlessly. Many of the seemingly very benign plants that we consume actually produce harmful lectins as a defense Mechanism. This is why you shouldn't eat your kale raw, for example. When even your salad is using very subtle violence against you to promote its survival, how naive is it to think that artificial intelligence won't? How naive do we have to be to invent a new form of life on this planet and hope that it won't violently compete with us. By giving them our rights, we encourage and enable them to compete equally with them. And as the transhumanist philosophers ceaselessly remind us, it won't be a fair fight. Not even close. Human rights for robots is truly a case of the sheep, the sheeple, choosing to let the wolves into their high-walled protective pen. Next, let's talk about post-human sex. We're getting into the salacious territory of this philosophical article. A drastically high but difficult to quantify proportion of men struggle with porn addictions. If you're skeptical that porn addiction is the new celibacy the quote-unquote new celibacy—that was an article I found uh, written actually in a Catholic publication that that made made a really good point: that porn addiction is is the the celibacy path in life in the modern day. If you're skeptical of that, if you're a man, just ask how. Just think about how aroused you are by your wife, your girlfriend, or the prospect of seducing a real-life, non-pixelated woman following a Pornhub session. Not, not, Not very motivated, are you? As we advance into this weird, new, transhuman world, just imagine how much more realistic, interactive, and accessible porn will become. How many more men will give up on reproducing with a real woman? In 1929, master persuader Edward Bernays convinced women to pick up a classically male vice, smoking cigarettes. What innovation awaits that will similarly convince women to give up on men and sexually satiate themselves instead Technologically, with some grotesque amalgamation of bits, pixels, uh, physiological triggers, and robot parts, we'll just have to wait and see and how wait and see how weird things get. Right. Finally, transhumanism equals, in my view, technologically mediated global communism. You don't need to research transhumanism long before you find transhumanists making political prescriptions, many of which are clearly leftists, like paying everyone a universal basic income as a solution to technological unemployment, making healthcare, technology, and medicine that extend life a human right and free to everyone somehow somehow they propose to make all this fantastic technology all this very sophisticated healthcare work that people do making it free somehow they never explain how it's going to be paid for dissolving individual nations and borders to enable mass migration and mixing of large population groups transhumanists propose centralized control and management of institutions of government, education, science, etc. They propose the merger of big government and the financial system to regulate economic cycles. They propose getting rid of money and switching to a resource-based economy. They propose banishing religion and sometimes even the concept of Masculine, feminine duality, or the nuclear traditional family. Transhumanists—that whole that that group of people—they really don't like the idea of the the normal family very much. There's a real danger that transhumanism, done wrong, might bring about an oppressive, authoritarian, communistic system of global government. Socialism has been tried at least sixty-six. Uh, Times in different countries around the globe. There are exceedingly few examples of it actually working to improve human well being. In the best cases, it just results in economic contraction and diminishing opportunity. And in the worst cases, it's responsible for the most morbid and dehumanizing episodes in history. It has a death toll of at least. 94 million people in the past century. And as uh, PragerU explains in a great YouTube video that I linked to, it ruined the lives of at least a billion people. Socialism has such a consistently bad track record that it's just not worth trying. In a community or population greater than Dunbar's number of 150 people i urge skepticism and critical thinking when considering transhumanist proposals involving big government or forced equalization of outcomes transhumanism promises a beautiful utopian future but realizing that promise means Letting the free market work and keeping the amazing technological innovations produced out of the hands of the control freaks and psychopaths that are, con- that are attracted to big government. If we don't manage to shrink the size and power of the government, we can be certain of a transhuman, anti-human, or wholly post-human dystopian future. Transhumanism is clearly it's a statist trap. And I include a great meme which says statism ideas so good they have to be mandatory. And it shows one guy pointing a, a gun at another guy's head, which is what statism is all about. What initially attracted me to transhumanism is what I hope may redeem it. What seems to unite transhumanists is a desire to reframe death as a disease to be cured as opposed to an inevitability. When I first heard about transhumanism, they were competing fairly in the marketplace of ideas, making persuasive arguments to the public. Now they seem to be grabbing for the ring of political power. Power is addictive as addictive as cocaine, perhaps more so even, and transhumanists have decided that instead of winning in the free market of ideas, they're going to court the globalist political powers that be by making absurd proposals like this Bill of Rights for All Sentient Beings that are going to appeal to the most ideological leftist authoritarians in big government. There's a little hope that transhumanists will sober up and realize that they should help people and solve problems first before they politically impose their radical view on the world. But I have a better solution to the transhumanist problem. And here it is. Transhumanists, go to Mars. Lest I be accused of Being someone who critiques without offering solutions, I'll, in the spirit of transhumanism, offer a radical solution. Transhumanists should do something really bold. Migrate to Mars. Build your leftist transhumanist utopia there, because your policies will certainly wreck Western civilization, which is not that bad. It has its problems, but it's really not that bad. A transhuman society built from scratch in isolation may work out to be pretty awesome, again, if it's built in isolation. If some of us base model humans think that the way the transhumanists are doing things is best, then they can, in the spirit of bold humans before us, Embark on a brave journey across the cosmic sea to a new world. Here on Earth, transhumanists will just become drunk on political power, fiat money, and the illusion of infinite resources. It's clear that transhumanists won't be able to curb their authoritarian genocidal impulses if they stay here They are just going to end up killing a lot of people, maybe all of us.